0: pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country black buffalo tobacco alternative bold flavor full pouches
1: thank you for traveling with amex platinum to your right you'll see oceanside relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property when booked through amex travel you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m late checkout that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at americanexpress.com slash with amex What's happening y'all welcome in brand new episode of snaps brought to you by the volume T-Bob A-Bear, Aaron Murray and today joined by on threes Andy Staples uh it's gonna be a very fun show day we got a lot to talk about Drake May Caleb Williams hurdle grades the sphere uh if you listen to the show you know um we will run the gamut so we invite you to join us, youtubecom slash steps If you're watching there, like, subscribe. So pumped for 10K, 12.5 by the Natties boys. And yes, I'm still getting the fuck boy fade with the spray tan. As I said, I just have to wait till after Christmas, otherwise my wife will castrate me. In a way, I already have been castrated given the vasectomies we received last year. But um, let's welcome in our guest, Andy. Our first, Andy. What's up, man? How you doing? Hi. Hello. Okay. are these? Here. Were these sponsored vasectomies?
4: They should have Unfortunately been. not. Unfortunately not. Mm-hmm. T-Bob, with your career I, as in I, local radio, I'm shocked that you couldn't figure that out.
1: That's what I'm saying. I mean, I could have if I like really wanted to put the effort in. In the end, like most things in life, I just end up getting lazy about it. But no, I did say that would be the ultimate local radio man move. Would you get a sponsor's vasectomy? I do have one, uh, good little vasectomy nugget. That the longtime snaps listeners will know a little
3: nugget about um, vasectomy. It's always a a nice way to tie that in.
1: The uh, my doctor, Doctor Cockrell. How about that,
0: <laughs> Doctor Cockrell. Cockrell?
1: Well, the great so manner.
4: Uh, Go ahead. The guy who did mine was a giant college football fan, and was yeah. a reader, yeah. and so. Had a lot of questions while Mm -hmm. plumbing my junk, Mm -hmm. and he's a big Tennessee fan. This was 2017, so this is right near the end of the Butch Jones era. Uh, this is (laughs) the off season before Butch got fired, and he's like, So, remember, they've just done Champions of Life, I think they're about no, they've just done five star hearts, and so he's like, What are our chances, man? I'm like, Well, given what you're holding in your hands. I'm going to say you're going to win the national championship. So we'll talk honestly.
1: After. <laughs> the, uh, I do remember. So I did. Cockrell was actually, it was a bit of the same situation. Uh, only he was a former LSU football player himself. So we're mm-hmm. just a couple of boys just chopping it up, you know, just chopping up by the locker room as he's cutting up my nuts. The funniest part in the most awkward part is definitely the nurse coming in to prep your testicles where they create, like, I don't know about how they did y'all, but they created, like, this little, like, like, they really feature your nutsack. You know what I'm saying? Like, they move <laughs> everything else, take it up, down. Yeah, I think it's exactly. around so like if you it, buy a new camera, like, that, that uh-huh. thing you put
4: <laughs> over the lens to get the exact yes, aspect yes. ratio, yes. That.
1: Exactly, dude. Um, he was great, though. Great bedside man. I got no complaints. And uh, apparently it worked, you know? Um, all right, so, we got a lot to get to today. Again, thank you everyone for being here. Hit the like button. Um, let's start talking quarterbacks. Caleb Williams, Drake May nfl draft coming up it's that time of year caleb williams Drake may already both having announced they will forego their bowl game although i think caleb williams maybe hasn't technically said he's going to enter the draft yet uh, i would expect Jaden daniels to follow suit pretty soon i don't know why in the world he would let these guys get some sort of undue advantage in training for the combine over him just to play in the reliant quest bowl against wisconsin in the dairy raid but uh those are the big three. Or, or first of all, let's start here. Do you think it is now a big three? Because, you know, coming in the year for much year, it was just Caleb Williams and Drake Maynard as NFL prospect. Has Jaden Daniels broken into that top three? I definitely think he's going to get considered
4: for it. I What I can't figure out is how much of the, I'm not sure about Caleb Williams now, is really people worried that they feel like Caleb Williams is Kyler Murray 2.0 or... I just want Caleb Williams, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. talk all this mess about him and hope he drops.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my question with the two is, it's not like Drake may lit up the world this year either. Like right. both of them no. had their better seasons last year, so I'm not saying like either one's limping into the offseason, either one's limping into the draft. But another lot all people saying like, well, you know, Caleb tried to do too much this year. Caleb tried to you know put the team on his back and made some mistakes, and it's like. like did you watch drake it's not like drake was going out there throwing for four or five touchdowns every week either it's like they lost to
4: virginia
3: yeah so i i don't in me i don't i don't i don't believe drake may caught up any kind of ground or should be picked above caleb based on the way that either one of them performed this year yeah i i think caleb's the best quarterback i mean if we're just talking skill set
4: arm talent intangibles the intangibles are what everybody's worried about but like wanting to win and being sad he didn't win mm-hmm. not necessarily a bad thing to me now i don't need to see you bawling boohoo crying after regular season games because if that's going to happen to you in in college boy buddy the nfl is gonna be rough because mm-hmm. you're, really you're gonna lose five or six games a year
1: I think. Look, I. I Well, hmm, who do you think scores highest on the intangible front? So I kind of feel like that would actually be Jaden Daniels. And, and, and I the reason he why might be I've been right lately, it's because it's not just you know he's he's got this like you know very humble, sincere sort of personality. Which which honestly maybe the NFL would want him to me and be a bit more vocal. What you talk about in Heisen's speech, he you said you wanted me to do it. I got it outside my comfort to try to do that. But to me, when I talk about intangibles, I really want to know like work ethic commitment to the process Mm -hmm. and when you look at the leap that you saw jaden daniels make this year like the only way that happens is if you're obsessed with getting better Mm -hmm. and there's all kind and stuff becomes a bit apocryphal like you never know where the line ends but i take it pretty much at face value uh but like his training regimen during this offseason was pretty it was grindy Ooh, you know, it was yeah. constant film session before the sun came up. Learning to work through progressions, all these other sorts of things, and so yeah, I, I would score Daniels, and that's why I would maybe have him taking over May potentially, or the intangibles combined with kind of that modern NFL meta where Lamar Jackson is showing, oh yeah, you can no, like you can win in the NFL very consistently with a true dual threat, and Jaden Daniels, an even better passer coming out of college. Right and here that's the thing with Jaden Daniels that the people who think oh it's because of
4: his legs the the yards he gained on the ground if you watched a lot of LSU this year were pretty much desperation like this play has blown up I am yeah. escaping the pocket and I am running he's still looking downfield most of the time and his he's a very good downfield passer like I'd be more worried if he was a guy who completed you know, eighty percent of his passes, but but none of them were pa- five yards past the line of scrimmage. Like this dude is throwing deep, and he looks good. <laughs> yeah, literally, <I>, Nix. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it. I mean, Bo Nix. Yeah. It was seventy eight percent, by the way. But yeah, yeah. so but but Jaden Daniels clearly can get the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. Now, are people going to be as open for him in the NFL as Malik Neighbors and and Brian Thomas? were probably not. Uh, the, True. and and but I don't think I think that's one of those things that like. You just can't predict like how a guy's going to react to the difference between NFL Open and College Open because that was the knock against Tua for his first yep. couple of years in the NFL was, well, they're not as open as they are at Alabama, and he's kind of clutching a little bit. Well, guess what? When you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, they can get that open, and mm-hmm. t- it seems like Tua has gotten over that risk aversion and said, you know what? Well, I- I'm going to have Mike to rip began. it in
1: here. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, Mike right yeah. yes.
3: Uh, and yeah, I want yeah, to ask you this,
1: to be Daniel. That's massive.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, JD kind of asked us about to go there next. To like, we we talk. We, it was always the big two, the big two. We always talk about, you know, could could Drake over, uh, you know, overtake Caleb and become the number one quarterback? Like, do we need to have a discussion of of Jaden being number two or number one? Because best athlete moves yeah. to Jaden. He's shown us he can throw the ball vertically down the field. He's shown us he could make every single pass. Plus, he is more athletic than the other two guys. Like. Is there a legit conversation of him being one or two in this conversation? Oh, I think there definitely is a legit conversation based
4: on what we saw this year. Based on you know quarterbacks that we've seen in the past, I think Joe Burrow helped Jaden a lot by forging a similar path a couple years earlier where people are going to look at what Joe Burrow did between year one at LSU and year two at LSU and how similar what what Jaden Daniels did was and go, you know what? we might be dealing with the same kind of person here, mm-hmm. and that bodes very well. Plus, what you saw on the field from Jaden Daniels is fairly undeniable. So I, I agree. I, let's throw them all in a bucket and let the NFL kind of sort it out, one, two, three. We don't have to assume Caleb's number one anymore.
3: I, mm-hmm. I, I think Jaden mm-hmm. has earned the right to be in the but conversation. Who, 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 in mind, who in your mind would, would if, if someone was going to overtake Caleb, I mm-hmm. mean more to Jaden. It would, would Jaden, be, be Jaden. It wouldn't
4: be Drake. Yeah, it, yes. it would be Jaden. And yeah, I, I just, I think this is going to be one of those. Dra- We're going to hear every bit of dirty laundry about Caleb and Drake and Jaden. If he gets into that, mm-hmm. yeah. into that echelon, because there's so many quarterback desperate teams. So many quarterback, like so many teams feel like they got to get one of these guys.
1: Yeah, and 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 look. Well, look, Dobby Dobby's in the chat says beginning of the season, best QB class in a long time. End of the season, they're all right. Well, no, no, nobody's saying they're all right, but this is where it's still an incredible quarterback class because three I, guys. I, talking I, wasn't, I wasn't. Yeah,
4: I wasn't thinking about anybody beyond Caleb and Drake when the season started. I didn't know yeah. who was going to be up there with them. I'm pleasantly surprised that we're talking about Jaden Daniels now.
3: But I think it's I, yeah. I think it's a part to do with Jaden playing out of his mind, but also those two. Once again, like I said, at the beginning like those two were not underwhelming but they did not hit the bar that they kind of set from a year ago yeah those guys were superstars like i was kind of viewing caleb as one of the best quarterbacks i've seen over the past two decades and i still think that he is the talent to be that but obviously didn't show that for the majority of the year can i ask you guys a question about
4: caleb that requires a little examination into usc post caleb how much mm-hmm. talent was really around
1: Caleb Williams this year? As mm-hmm. much. It's, we kind of well, talked the about it yesterday. That is, that's going to be the almost paradoxical knock against Jaden is you're going to say, oh, well, he maybe had the best O line in the country. He maybe had the best two receivers in the country. So, like, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm with you there, Andy. Like, like both had to overcome awful defenses, but obviously, J- Jaden with significantly more help right.
4: in right. doing. For the J- Jaden game. has two NFL tackles. Yep. And then the interior guys are probably playing in the NFL, too. Yeah. Two NFL, like wide receiver one or wide mm-hmm. receiver two in the NFL. Those two guys will be. And I don't Caleb didn't. Zachariah Branch is going to be amazing, but he's a true freshman and he didn't get a chance to do that much this year. You know, they, he didn't have Jordan Addison this year and it showed.
1: It, um, all right, look, well, and, and then to, to, to get back at what Dobby was talking about there, so no, I mean, exactly right. So that's why probably though, even though Caleb Williams had a down year, uh, he still remains number one pick in a lot of people's minds. Cause that raw physical talent is still there. That's sort of Pat Mahomes style. I do love that you have three guys that are being bandied about that all have different exciting comps. Not to say they're going to be their players, but Williams in Mahomes mold, Drake May is your Aaron Rodgers, and then Jaden Daniels is kind of your Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. right? It'd be fascinated to see who emerges out of there. Last one on the quarterbacks before we move on. Um, to Dobby's point, all I'm saying is to like, yes, uh Make no mistake, the quarterback class is still great for this year's NFL draft. I mean, even beyond these guys, you're going to have exciting kind of take-a-shot guys like Pennix. Uh, you got Bo Nix. Now, maybe because there's no longer like a Quinn Ewers here and, you know, Carson Beck looks like he'll probably return to Georgia, maybe there's, you know, some of that is pushed to next year, but I still think it's going to be two good years of quarterbacks uh, for the NFL.
3: Do you, all, do you all agree? Well, yeah, I think next year could be even better than this year, but I want to ask... Andy, this question. So, so say Penix goes out there and wins,
0: mm-hmm.
3: wins at least first Texas, and, and has a good game national championship, and hell. Washington wins a national championship. Like, do, do we need to think about him in that conversation? Of, of his medicals three?
4: are going to be rough, and that yeah. that's the thing mm. that that people don't think about because we're just looking at pure performance in college, but NFL teams are looking at that because of the investment. Like, mm. it's not just picking the guy in the first round; it is. If you think you're getting your your franchise quarterback, you're talking about your what you're hoping is a 10 to 12 year decision. And they're going to look at his medicals and be like 10 to 12 years feels like an awfully long time with this guy who had three career or three season ending injuries in college. So that's the part and it's not Michael Penix's fault. There's nothing you can do about that. But NFL teams are going to take that pretty seriously.
1: Um, all right, look, let's, let's get back to college football and let's talk, dive into some Purtle grades right after we hear from our friends at DraftKings. Can you believe that we're this deep in the NFL season? Well, check it out. We got to make every second count. And with the DraftKings Sports we've got you can make the most out of every game day. You can bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. And right now, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on any NFL matchup. That's right. Any NFL matchup right now, $5. You get $150 instantly in bonus bets. You want to bet your hometown team, you're going to bet away. To, it's all there for you. And remember, if you're returning customer, there's always great game day deals and boosts and offers going down on the DraftKings app, and you can always your multi-game or same-game parlay. So get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You download the app now, use the code TBOB. If you're a new customer, TBOB, new customers, $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on the NFL, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBOB. The crown is yours gambling problem call 100 gambler in new york call 8778 hope ny or text hope ny 467 in west virginia visit www.1800gambler.net please play responsibly in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org on behalf of boot hill casino resort in kansas must be 21 or older in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction see DraftKings.com for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources the eligibility or six and apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms.
3: JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, j Labs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products, are pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit
0: JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older Head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states, or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like
4: this before in the Centurion Lounge.
3: Let's
1: talk portal grades. Andy Staples. Um, if look, I think Colorado's done some interesting things. Ole Miss continues to do well. You know, if you have teams like Florida and M who seem to be getting decimated right now. Who's your single biggest winner in the transfer portal thus far? Well, I think Notre Dame because they got Riley Leonard. I, I think he's going to oh, be. Okay,
4: so you're really high on the well, Leonard pickup. Actually, I, I am high on the Leonard. Well, no, I let me let me because re- re- I do think the most impactful transfer this year has already happened. It's gonna be Dylan Gabriel going to Oregon. Mm. He's gonna fit into that offense really well. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Oregon's collective's got some more money to spend too. By the way, so it sounds like there's there could be some more names in this portal class, similar to to last year. Oregon beefing up at the portal, but the 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 one move I, I do like Riley Leonard to, to Notre Dame, but the the Gabriel thing. I just have so much confidence in him, what he can do in that offense. I, I I know it's a different offense than he ran at Oklahoma and UCF, but he's a volume thrower, very accurate, especially near the line of scrimmage. Like he feels like the type that would fit very well in that offense. And if you look like, go back to the Texas game, the way he the way he made things happen with his legs when he needed to, like that's what that offense needs. That's what it requires. That's what Bo Nix was so good at. And I think the other piece of that is you may see them get Dante Moore, too. Or you may see them get somebody else, you know, another quarterback who's younger who can be the understudy. And if they have that, are they more willing to just sort of let it rip with Dylan Gabriel and let him run? Because I felt like Dylan Gabriel got a lot better when Oklahoma had Jackson Arnold sitting there and
3: felt confident that he could go in and get Mm the job done versus the year before. I want to go back to Notre Dame real quick. So we we kind of debated this a little bit back and forth yesterday. Um if Riley Leonard and Sam Hartman are both in the portal, which one are you taking? Riley Leonard. Why? Is because it because it's Notre Dame is, or are you just like his skills better?
4: He's a better athlete. He's yeah. he he can move around a little bit he's got a good arm and he elevates the level of play. I mean Sam did too, but I like we got a really good example of Duke with Riley Leonard and Duke mm-hmm. without Riley Leonard. And you can see how valuable that dude is.
1: No, it's a very good point. Um, what about Colorado? So Dion originally, look, he was talking big noise when he got there. Uh, then right before the portal opened, he was talking noise about how, look, man, you, you, everybody knows what I need. And I'm about to go out and get it. And then portal opens up. Uh four big commits including I think like the number three guard according on three he gets the number one tackle in the entire country coming out of high school um has as Dion like they're moving into the big 12 you saw what they were this year hot start bad finish where are your expectations as they sit here on December 13th they're losing, better but, but not
4: dominating the big 12 or anything i mm-hmm. i think now you move into bowl eligibility you move into can you get to seven eight wins that sort of it's because it's still the line of scrimmage is the problem and that's that's just not changing and you're trying your best to get you know what you can out of the portal and you're getting you mentioned justin Myers. he's from utep he's the number three yeah. interior offensive lineman and on three uh, they've gotten a, a guard and a tackle from Indiana. If you watched Indiana play last year, you're not going, oh my God, that's going to revolutionize their offense. It's not. But the one that, that does move the meter is Jordan Seton. And that's your number one offensive tackle prospect in the country coming out of high school. I would assume he plays immediately because, you know, you look at Caden Proctor from last year. He was the, the number one offensive tackle. He started all season for Alabama. It was a little rough at first, yep. but then... By the end of the season, he was pretty good. Yeah, and this guy probably more technically sound coming out of high school, probably even more ready to play. And so you you put him in the Big Twelve versus in the SEC. I think he can hold up. I, I think it'll be all right if if you play him right away. And then by the time you get him to year two, oh boy! And also, let's not forget because I'm thinking of Dion as in in, in two year blocks basically. Mm-hmm. He says he's going to be a Colorado. Okay, I, I'll take that at face value. But here's the thing: Travis Hunter's leaving for the NFL after this year. Shadur's leaving for the NFL after this year. Hmm. You could bring your Louis luggage to the next stop. Mm. Jordan Seaton can be part of your Louis luggage because he's never transferred.
1: Wait, how yeah. about this, Andy? Where would that next stop be? There's um, there's a team out there that I'm thinking of where, golly, they seem to be getting decimated by the portal right now. We'll do They've it got to the hardest schedule in America next year. Are, uh, are you saying Dion might be my neighbor? Is that what you're trying to I, I, I think, I, I, yeah, we, yeah, We talked before the show, you live in Gainesville. Yes, I think Dion could potentially be your neighbor in a year.
4: Listen, I, I think there's some people around here that would just do backflips over that. Uh, they they would love that just just for some juice in the program because the the problem with Florida right now is I don't remember a time when the fan base has been more apathetic toward the program like they're they're yeah. beyond mad and now they're just bored and I think that's that's a mm-hmm. tough place to be.
3: All right, two other teams, bigger b- bigger brands with some big time players that are moving on: Ohio State and Texas A and M who's going to be better off after kind of some of the mass exodus that we've been seeing over the past couple of weeks. You know, I think Ohio state still
4: would be better off because you look at what they're losing for the most part, it's guys that are looking for bigger roles, more playing the mm-hmm. common things. The one just kind of glaring, okay, what's yeah. going on here? And it really, it, it kind of came down to common has one year left. He was not going to be guaranteed the starting job. He was going to have to fight for it. And Ohio state, was maybe going to be looking in the portal. Mm -hmm. And so he decided to get out. Uh, Julian Fleming leaving. And it might be that they they, they might both wind up at Nebraska. That's a possibility. But Julian Fleming on another team is going to be a productive receiver. And we're going to be like, wow, this guy is great. What was going on at Ohio State? Well, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Abuka were going on at Ohio State. Like, Jeremiah Smith's going to be at Ohio State unless Florida State can flip him. But Jeremiah Smith is the number one high school prospect in the entire country. He's a receiver. And it's really kind of like embarrassment of riches territory for Ohio state. Like when you see this guy, you're like, Oh my God, they just lost Marvin. And then you're placing with this guy. Holy crap.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, and and it's the same thing as what happened with Trey Palmer a couple of years ago at LSU. He could not find the field. He goes to Nebraska. He ends up setting, like, single-season receiving yeah. records all over the place. Um, we'll get to Nebraska, but the corn hub is so hot right now. Um, you, so it, it's interesting. You, you talk about Ohio State. We look at A&M. We look at Florida. We look at all these people starting to lose talent, and the further we get into this modern era of college football, I fucking love it. I love the fact that you no longer have these massive schools that can just hoard four and five stars, like fucking smog in his cave, just having these great recruits who are like (laughs) third string on the depth chart, right? No, they get to now go join a group of five school. They get to go join, uh, you know, a lower power five. They get to go join like a band here, Mississippi Mm -hmm. state, and they get to go showcase their talents and get in different situations. So it's weird. Like I was wrong. I thought this would all end. Well, well, see how it all plays out long term, right? But I thought this would mm-hmm. lead to an uber power concentration at the top, mm-hmm. and that may take place, but also that's kind of always been the case. Now, I mean it's led to way more democratization. Which than if I would you, have if thought.
4: you listen to the economists before all this happened, that's what they were telling you was gonna happen because that's how markets mm-hmm. work. Like people move to where they are most valued, like labor moves to where it is most valued, and uh, now. And then and then you talk about like was dylan riola situation potentially flipping from georgia to nebraska a nebraska a tennessee an oregon a texas a m has to pay a little bit more for that type of guy a georgia yeah. an ohio state an alabama that already has the talent around him has the first round machinery in the it you know already assembled they don't have to pay as much mm-hmm. and they don't have to get that person. Like if Georgia loses Dylan Raiola, oh well,
3: we'll find another five-star who will also murder people. I do want to get to a chat, something in the chat real quick. Clip Moses says T Bob the Portal is tearing up the FCS and JUCO. That's that's different than kind of like, yeah, like those will be minor leagues filtering up into that, but mm-hmm. like the the power five. Like you will see less of like Alabama, Georgia, like those schools dominating because a lot of their depth is going to start moving to other schools within the group of five. So, like as yeah. a whole, you'll see more competition, kind of like what we saw throughout this season. I think maybe well, and, even more starting next and year. Also, some guy's not stuck in the FCS
4: if he was under recruited. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but he's actually yeah, valued. Yeah. Yes. That's not a bad thing. Like, yeah. I know the, I, I get that the FCS coaches are like, well, we, you know, put in the time to, okay. Well, guess what? If you, do well in the FCS.
3: You know where you're going? The FBS. Yeah. So what's wrong with the players yeah. doing that? The, the, the one school power five that I do worry about a little bit is Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's viewed as a that minor a team. Now, and they're just, yeah. yeah, they're a farm team. Like, I don't know how I don't, Vanderbilt to me will never survive in the new era of college football. They can't, were they really surviving in the old no, one? No, but at least yeah, I mean, right. we had fun yeah. conversation of, like, could they get to a bowl game? You know, obviously James Franklin had success. They had five wins last year. And now you look at what happened this year, and they continue to lose all their, like, starters on offense. I, I don't think they'll ever get close I to mean, the what, I, well,
4: what I would do if I were a, somebody that, that Vandy liked out of high school and I, I didn't have, like, another huge FBS offer, I'd take it. I would take as many classes as I could and try to ball out and try to get that degree as quickly as possible. And then move to a power
3: for the the Tyler Uh, model. Yep. Hey, I, I want to go to because I've I, I, I listened to like Georgia talk radio all day today, and obviously, all these people hitting me up like, you know, Kirby Smart's the next Dabo Sweeney, and the Georgia brains over. And, you know, we're losing all these guys in the yes, portal, dude. and we lost Dylan. <laughs> like, Georgia fans, man, they are feeling some kind of way this week, right now. Like, with all the kids in the Georgia. portal and the Dylan, I mean, they are feeling it, but like, that's the talk. Like, there's legitimate people saying, like, this is Kirby's the next Dabo. What can you say to those fans, or do you agree? Who did they lose who is a
4: big contributor from this year's team in the portal? Who's in the portal? The, I would say the portal is working exactly right for them. Highly recruited players who got to Georgia, got on the practice field, was like, whoop, I ain't ever starting here, mm-hmm. and they're out. Yeah. The Dylan Raiola thing, listen, Georgia does not have to pay top dollar for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. They're not yeah. desperate. That's what we said. Yeah. If Georgia wants a good quarterback, they can put the help wanted sign up. Like they have Carson Beck coming. So they don't even need to do it. But let's say Carson Beck has a has a dream tonight and decides I really want to be, you know, an Arizona Cardinal and says, I'm going pro. Georgia can hang the help wanted sign, and every decent quarterback will dive into the portal to go play for them. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. An issue. Part of having all those good players makes it where you don't have to be held hostage by one recruit or one dude in the portal. That's what Geor that's the advantage, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, that's their advantage right now. Now, because like oh, I'll give you an example. We talked about Florida. DJ Lagway is the quarterback committed to Florida's 2024 class. I'm pretty sure he's still coming. But Mike Elko, because DJ Lagway's in Willis, Texas. He's nearby. He's pretty awesome. Mike Elko has said, "You know what? I am going to attempt to recruit this gentleman." And so all the Florida people are worried. I still think he's coming to Florida. If he didn't, though, if he flipped, like it's curtains for Billy Napier. Ooh. Just curtains. Mm. Kirby Smart. It doesn't matter. Like he's got he's got Carson Beck coming back. He's got Gunnar Stockton still there. If he wants to go get another quarterback, another five-star quarterback, he can hang the help wanted sign, and somebody will flip to him. If he wants to get a portal one, he can hang the help wanted sign. And oh, by the way, I think your guy Puglisi, I like the cut of his jib. Because uh, here's yeah. a man who, when the Dylan Raiola flip conversation, this is the other quarterback in Georgia's class, who was already yeah. committed when Raiola flipped from Ohio State to Georgia. And he was like, don't care. Don't care. Mm-hmm. I can do this. So, your man from the Avon Old Farms, Connecticut, winged beavers, Puglisi, has a signing ceremony like eight hours after the Riola stuff starts coming out. I'm like, this man is a boss. Like, mm-hmm. this guy is going to be good.
1: Um, I do like the cut of his gym. We'll we'll see where he lands on the being good. I winged do know that playing quarterback for Georgia. That is one of the most unique I've ever heard. Um. How about this, though, dude? So a lot of Rayola talk, you mentioned uh, Kyle McCord, maybe going to Nebraska as well. Is this going to be the greatest Matt Rule year two we've ever seen? Like, we already know about the unholy powers that are Matt Rule year two. How excited should Nebraska fans be for this? Very excited because
4: he he said before this season even started that it felt closer to year two at Temple and Baylor than it felt year one at those places because they were those were tear teardown jobs yeah way this better. is not a teardown job like should they have won one more game and gone to bull? yeah like they should have but they were they were right there and i don't look at the the close losses at the end i don't look at them the same way as during the scott frost era and perhaps if there are some more of those maybe i will but right now i don't think i, I do think they are trending in the right direction
3: it's that's uh, Hubs that's Hubs exactly Hubs.
1: what we got into. For, 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 for
3: T-Bob's I merchandise, know. for T-Bob's Pornhub merchandise, he's hoping they're trending in the right direction. So. No, he's no, still.
1: no. I don't give a shit about the merch. I don't get a cut of merch. We'll see. I don't care about that. I just like cool. Nebraska. Up. It's nostalgic to me, dude. I want them to be good. It's it's fun when big brands are back in football, right? You always say that about your longhorns, Aaron. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. It's same way in Nebraska. Give me more good Big Ten teams, too. Mm-hmm. And I know you're getting that through some Big Ten transfers, but like, Outside the the Big Ten was like, what is it, Andy? Total Recall with the girl has three boobs. I wish I, had I mean three that, hands. That, the, that that was that 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 was that was the Big Ten this year, right? I yeah. mean, like it was three tits and then nothing else. So no, yeah. get out of here.
4: Well, and right because you're gonna get good programs in Oregon and Washington and probably mm-hmm. USC, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's another discussion mm-hmm. for another day. But I would like to see Nebraska and Wisconsin and Michigan State decide, you know what, we're going to try to play at that level too. And I think Wisconsin hiring Luke Fickle is a a clear signal that they plan to do that. I know that's the plan at Nebraska. Execution is a little more difficult, I think, than people realize. And then we'll see what happens with Jonathan Smith at Michigan State. But if that happens, you are talking about a bloodbath of a conference, and it would be awesome. Yes.
1: Yeah. Look at that beautiful corn hub.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, last one for me on the, on the portal before we get into some of these, these playoff games Andy any, any team besides some of the bigger brands we've talked about that like, surprised you like oh my god this team's making moves in a good or bad way that, that we should be on the lookout for I'm excited about Jeff Brom dipping into the Ivy
4: League from a man Thor Griffith the, the D tackle from Harvard he's also got an offensive tackle from Yale as well and Tyler Shook who is one of those guys he's been at Oregon he's been at Texas Tech He's one of those guys where if he could ever stay healthy for a season, you're like, ooh, there's something there. You know who we used to say that about? Michael Penix Jr. So I am I, I I'm always confident in Jeff Brom with a with a quarterback who has tools. So I like that. And then you know, going, going to get my man Thor his 45 reps at 225. I asked him about it on the show. I'm like, do you ever get bored doing that? Like mm. that takes like a whole minute. He's
1: like, ah, you get bored. <laughs> I do remember. Uh, I remember reading about him on Feldman's biggest freaks list yeah. back at the beginning of the season. So I'm excited to get him on the uh, on the biggest stage well, here. The, um,
4: the, a Louisville fan mentioned it, or I know it was a Florida State fan mentioned it to me when we were talking about Thor going to Louisville. Said they want to get their own Braden Fisk. Braden Fisk is the Western Michigan D tackle that went to Florida State that just terrorized Louisville in the ACC yeah. championship game. So that like. Braden Fitz and Thor Griffith built very similarly. It's one of those things where the NFL guys are gonna be like, ah, I don't know about your measurables, but they can play.
1: Yeah. Short arms, short arm vibes out of both. Also, why else would you say that Braden Griffith and or Braden and Thor are alike, Andy? Is there some other sort of common denominator, both just short white D-linemen? Something sure, short, short kind of compact white d so stuff you don't see that much.
4: You know, I didn't, um, I, didn't, I, didn't I I wasn't gonna take it there because Grady Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Has the same body too. That's true. That's he
1: was pretty well, that's damn good. that's absolutely fair. Um, all right, how about this? Uh let's go ahead and dive into some of these games. Alabama, Michigan playoffs coming up. I'll ask you this, Andy. What what is better for college football here? Alabama winning or Michigan winning? Oh, on one hand, you, wins have, either you know, way. college. Yeah. Well, and, and we say Let's
4: let's be honest with the audience here. When we say what's better for college football, we mean what's better for us who get paid to talk about college football. Mm-hmm. And the answer is we all win no matter who wins. Like the best possible outcome of the Rose Bowl is something highly controversial mm-hmm. in a very close game.
3: And we all win that way. Who's the better football team? Alabama. Hmm. I str- I struggle to. T. Bob and I we, we, we'll, we'll break down th- this game obviously in, in the next couple of weeks, way up to the game. But just initially, I struggle figuring out how Michigan scores on that defense consistently.
4: I I think you you really turn J.J. loose, but the problem is Michigan does not have the really dynamic guys on the mm-hmm. outside. That mm-hmm. if they had one of Ohio State's big two. Mm-hmm. it's a diff you're talking about a completely different story because i i like what they do with their tight ends like they get them yep. involved and, and and find ways to get them open they have good backs like the line's good that's the problem is is how dynamic are you on the outside and the these are the best dbs that they're they're going to face all season yep
1: uh what about this if alabama does win and goes on to win the national championship do you think that is the end of nick saban oh god um,
4: it's only the beginning he's he's enjoyed so? this year so much like tack on five more he's like room. oh i'm re-energized now like he's got to be such in a the good from the walk season. away no this it is, this is, is interesting though. No, i mean i nice. talked
1: so i host a, I host a show with AJ McCarron. And back at the beginning of the year, AJ was talking about how there was a lot of whispers out of Tuscaloosa that uh that that Nick was getting real fed up with stuff, ready to hang it up. I'm with you, Andy. I think he did finally like I I, I talked about a lot on the show this year. Like, you know what's not fun? coaching while you're winning by, like, 45. You know what is fun? Coaching when you're actually in a bloodbath and you can motivate because, like, you have to win the game. So I feel you may have gotten some juice, but to Aaron's point, you walk away with a natty on this team, you know, go enjoy that new house, the Ferrari dealership. It just seems like good timing, dude. Yeah, but we're all looking at it like we would look at it. Like, yeah. yeah
4: I would love to achieve the the, you know, ultimate achievement and just walk away... With a, more money than I could ever spend in my life, and you'd never see me again. That's absolutely how I would handle it. What the hell would Nick Saban do all day? Golf.
3: Relax. Playing golf all day. I could. Hell, I. You tell. You of gave me that much money. Know, I could We play could. The,
1: we, yeah, could. Yeah, we could. Normal. But
3: he's not. He's not wired like
4: normal people. Like so. You. The you money using, doesn't gonna matter. fucking drops, is that what you're saying? Yes. Really. Yes. Okay. Okay. Miss Terry Starbucks, kicked his ass out of the house. It'd be like Bill Snyder. It'd be like, what you,
3: you were much easier to deal with when we never saw you. Please mm-hmm. go back to coaching. All right. Flip, flip um, it over to the other side, Andy. Right, Texas, yeah. Washington, that football game. What, what what what's the initial thoughts of uh this duel of elite offenses and two defensive backfields that may uh <laughs> may get picked on a little bit? I'm very
4: excited. I, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I I want to see that kind of mixture of playmakers on the Texas offense versus just elite receivers and a and a quarterback who knows exactly how to get on the ball. I think it probably comes down to can Washington's offensive line make some room to run mm-hmm. against Tavondre Sweat, Byron Murphy and company. I think that's that's gonna be the biggest challenge for them. But I will say I was really impressed with them in the in the Pac-12 championship game. I thought they they were getting some movement against a pretty decent Oregon D line. It's not as good on the interior well, as Texas. They did both is. times
3: versus Oregon too. They man. did like
4: both yeah. games versus, versus Oregon. They kind of ran the ball on them, and that's that's the only time we've really seen them against this mm-hmm. you know, that level of talent up front. But this is better talent that they're going to yeah. see up front. So it's just a matter of of can you handle that, and also can can Texas get to Penix? Because I think Oregon got to Penix a little bit, and when it did, when it could. You, you, they become a much more mortal offense. I think Texas, like, if I'm Texas, I'm taking some chances and going after him because if he's got time, I'm done.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's the classic quandary of a playing a great quarterback, right? Because then if you add to the rush and you go after him, well, you better be able to hang with those guys on the back end. I, I don't know back, I, go
4: about back, I go back secondary to Kirby. this year. They're, They're not going you know, to, I go back, back. Go back to Kirby in the Rose Bowl against Baker Mayfield. Like they, they, their thing was let's let's put an extra guy in coverage, and don't let him, you know, just don't let him find. People. And all he did was pick them apart. And so at halftime, Kirby goes into his, his corners and he's like, "Guys, you're on an island. Good luck. We're putting that extra guy in the box." And it won yeah. the game.
1: Um, who do you think wins it all, man? Because I doubt we'll talk to you again before I'm, this is I'm, all said and done. I am leaning Alabama. I, I
4: think, I think Alabama. Oh, oh, look at Aaron with the hookem. Well, they did beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. So now, well, now we get the. Uh, it's possible we get a national championship game that can answer all of those arguments we were having before the the committee met, where we're like, well, but Alabama's a different team. But they played. How do we figure this out? Well, I don't know. Maybe we have a tournament where they eventually meet each other on the field, and they can figure it out that way.
1: Um. So no fear over like an Auburn performance showing up in these playoffs. That was not that long ago. I know it's the no. Jordan hair and all the Iron Bowl magic no. and everything else. But one, no there's, that, that Alabama there's, team shows there's, up.
4: There's no Jordan hair. One. Yeah, and two. Like you go back to the, the 21 Alabama team. They didn't win the national championship, but they showed up in both of their playoff games. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't and and their performance against Auburn that year, I would argue, was as bad or worse than, than this Alabama team performance point. at Auburn. So like that's just a that's a different animal that particular game. I I think that I think given what we've seen, they'll show up for whatever they need to show up for here. I don't think we're gonna have one of those. Now is there a game potentially that could play out like the first Texas game where you've got a couple milrow interceptions that make it, yeah that's how they would lose one of these games. That's how they would lose against Michigan or lose in the title game is somebody forces Milrow to make crippling mistakes. But he hasn't
1: done that lately. No. He has not. He has not. Uh, Andy Staples, On3. Go subscribe to your channel, youtube.com slash at On3Sports. Andy, thank you so much, man. Um, you're the best. Thank you, man. My pleasure. Oh, by the way,
4: we you need to get like a sound effect for when T-Bob drops the first Lord of the Rings reference. Today was 2347 I believe mm-hmm. in the I show. Know. Know. Where you got your I Smog know. reference. So, uh, oh. well, uh, Tolkien, I mean it's, it's more it's the Hobbit. But yes, for your first Tolkien reference needs to have just sort of a like a I don't know, Smog's yeah, just, like gold uh, yes, just yes, raining it, yeah, down.
1: No, no, exactly. Just a little There's plenty of Howard Shore's incredible score that you could cut out a little snippet and have it and have it play. Um Check this out, though, everybody watching and listening. If you wanted to go to some of these playoff games that we're talking about, you want game time. Okay, December's going on. We're here at the end of football season. Basketball, hockey are heating up, and there's so many games to watch on any given day, but don't you want to watch these things live? Mm -hmm. Best way to get tickets to any of these games is game time, fast-growing ticketing app in the U.S. And the only ticketing app that gives you peace of mind with your purchase, they actually let you see the view from your seat before you that buy. Do so you know exactly of the game, what
4: the best? I love. I love looking at that. And you turn your phone, and it's like you're turning your head in your seat in the stadium. It's so cool.
1: Well, it's uh, and there's one of my favorite Twitter accounts. What's it called? It's like obstructed views or something. Yes, but it's a couple of guys who go literally around a college stadium and just find seats where you actually cannot see the field, where you can purchase a ticket, and cannot see the field. You avoid that. With game time. And they're all in price. sure your total upfront so you know exactly when you're getting a great deal. It takes no time at all. You buy tickets in seconds, two taps. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game to Mac. Create an account. Redeem code SNAPS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Enter code SNAPS. That's S N A P S for $20 off. All right. Thank you all so much, man. Andy, you're the best. I know you got to go. We got to go as well. We'll be back tomorrow With more snaps. Please like, subscribe. Huge thank you to Pat Gunther, Chris Tram, Adam Grassi, Christian Hunter, Danny Cardenas, everybody else. The Volume. And we'll see you tomorrow here on Snaps. The
3: Volume.